0: Welcome to the Unashamed Podcast with yours truly, Al Robertson, along with Jace and, of course, Phil Robertson, uh, the star of our show. Uh, We're glad you uh, tuned in today. We've got uh, one of our favorite people, uh, Sean Hannity of Hannity fame and Fox News is going to be on the podcast today uh, which is going to be fantastic we spent some time in New York uh, a lot of spiritual dialogue with Sean of course a little bit about Trump and some of the other stuff that's going on as well I think you're going to love it uh, of course it gives us an opportunity to do what we do best and that's talk about the gospel and how it impacts people and Sean loves to do that with us and so do we um, talk a little bit about our trip to New York as well so hope you enjoy the
1: podcast hey. I am unashamed. What about you?
0: So the uh, the podcast is obviously off and running, uh, impacting people. I was at the uh, the grocery store um, this past weekend, so I'm looking for something. You know, some guy comes up and he says, "Are you are you Al Robertson?" Some young buck, you know, and I said, uh, "Yeah," and he said, "I've been listening to your unashamed podcast." I said, "Really?" I said, "What do you think about it?" He said, "It's changing my life." I was like, "Well, good," you know. So we had this conversation. His name was Aaron, and he's just a local kid. You know, you don't think about it. You know, you tend to think out because the internet's the wild, wild west. But even even right here locally, a lot of people are are checking it out.
2: The Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> That's what I think. Is you? Uh, it's not really about us, you know. The first time I spoke at the church where we meet, they had a sign pointing toward the speaker. I looked down. It said, "It's not about you." It was. I, I it be- was a. It was a good message. Oh, it was Mac Owen put that on there. Oh, by really? the way, yeah, I didn't know
1: yeah. that. Yeah, I become all things to all men so that by all possible means I may win some. You look at that and you're like, hmm, if he had had the social media at his disposal 2,000 years ago, Mm -hmm. the Apostle Paul would have got on the thing. (laughs) Because trust me when I tell you, if it were not for the gospel, it being preached via social media, this is one dude that would have never clicked on, ever. (laughs) I've never clicked on to begin with, but I mean. You're not much of a clicker. And yet yeah. and yet, other people are. And I just want to say that. Uh, it's a way to reach a young man just like you said right. there. Well, it's
0: worth it. And look, our, uh, our partners, Blaze TV, um, you know, are the reason we're uh, able to do the podcast. Of course, uh, they also air dad show In the Woods with Phil, which we've been now doing for a year and a half, believe it or not. And um, basically the same idea, just putting the message out there, but. That one's a little more, a little broader because it's kind of stuff that you're but doing. But many,
1: many have been converted via that.
0: So there's a, right now there's a ten dollar discount for blaze tv dot slash uh, If you want to subscribe for the show, uh, it's a good time to do that and uh, and check that out. Uh, you know, we've been censored before, Dad. You have uh, on Facebook, uh, YouTube. Because of whether it was clean and game was a couple of them that happened. But and I assume that at some point it'll probably even be some of the stuff we're talking about. That's the problem that we're seeing. And Jason and I are more aware of it than you are because we actually look at social media, you know, in
1: the Internet and comments. Oh, we have. We have. Back when I was a heathen, they, they would censor me for a lot of my evil deeds. Now I'm pointing them to Jesus, and they're still censoring me. You're gonna get censored if you operate on planet Earth for something. Well, especially if I've been you... censored being bad, and I've been censored being good. <laughs> I'm like, well, at least I'm on the right side of the thing, and I'm into a good cause now. I don't That's mind right. if you censor me. I think if
2: you bring up things about the Bible or hunting, what we're saying censor is they basically keep your message from being revealed to their. Subscribers. Guns, we, we, guns yeah.
1: and Bibles, Jace, are, are a, a, a scary duo. Oh, you know yeah. What I'm well, it's pretty much, we have to say it's a fact
0: that conservative voices have been censored more, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or some of the different ones, Twitter, than more left-leaning organizations and people. I mean, that that's just, that's a fact, I mean, there's no doubt people are looking at that. You know, there's a lot of things you can look at and see, you know, when, when you still have ISIS, you know, pages, you're like, okay. So maybe, you know, maybe we're not always in the fair realm, but like you said, from our perspective, we sort of expect it. Cause you know, we're saying, well, you know, you live a godly life in Christ. You should be persecuted. So I think it's just all on how you approach it. But one thing I love about blaze is, is our guys lay it out there. I mean, we're able to, to say what, you know we believe about the Bible and truth, and we haven't been censored at all. So that's that's great. So blazetv.com slash Phil. It's a ten dollar discount if you want to sign up there. Of course, you can get the podcast there, uh, as well as iTunes and YouTube and some other places as well. But it's it's been a joy for us to do it. One of the things we just did recently is uh, we did the uh, they call it earned media where you go in the big boys, which is cable news. I don't know how long it'll stay the big boys, but. Um, we have some friends at, at Fox, and so typically we'll do shows there, Fox Business. And so we went to an, a little tour uh, for a couple of days recently to Dad's favorite place, New York City. <whistles>
1: <laughs> the land of me. I just I want everyone to realize as they move forward, because there's a lot of material, uh, and, you, and we're never going to run out of it. People just need to keep in mind there's one lawgiver, God and one judge, God, who can both save and destroy. People need to realize, we'll discuss these matters, but if they say, well, you're condemning, I said, wait a minute, we have no authority to judge you, condemn you, that's that's left up to the one lawgiver and one judge. He's the one you'll answer to. We're just going to present you what he said, you can take it or leave it. You say, what if we leave it? You say, we'll love you. We've seen him I had one two weeks ago. He, he shows up, puts a note in front of me, and I looked at the note. He said, I want to be baptized today. I thought, that's cool. And then he walked back in the audience. Well, I gave the lesson, said, if you want to come forward, today maybe the day you can be born again. Put your faith in Jesus, and I'll baptize you back there. Well, he walks up. We get back in the water. And a couple of girls were waiting on the other side. They responded. And the guy says, Phil, do you remember me? And I said, we're standing in the water, and I'm fixing to baptize him. He, tears are coming from forth from his face. And I said, I kind of remember your name, the name. I said, but I don't personally remember you. I've talked to a lot of them and stood in the water with a, many one of them. And he said, I came to your house 28 years ago. He said, "What's amazing is that I, I, I see you again here. Haven't seen you in twenty-eight years, and I and I gave you that note." He said, "The reason I did that is because the same thing you said today is what you told me the story of Jesus twenty-eight years ago, hmm. but I didn't take you up on it." He said, "I walked away." I said, "You know, Jesus, you know." He said, "So I leave twenty-eight years ago." spent most of that 28 years in prison, and he Mm. said, and I'm sitting there in my cell saying, you know, I should have taken that old dude up on that. He said, (laughs) well, 28 years goes by, I'm back again, and this time I'm taking you up on it, and I believe – if I'd used my head, it would have saved me a lot of misery. I <laughs> said, well, story. I said I can yeah. tell you, my man. I said, I've forgotten that. Meeting you 28 years ago. I said, but just remember this. I'm not even going to ask you what put you in prison because I know, what, I know what, what, what put you there, sin. I said, trust me when I tell you everything and the things that put you in prison and all of your life the last 28 years without God I said, now you can finally get some relief. Your sins are removed, you're delivered from Satan, there's no more guilt, You've been ju- you'll have been you be justified. God's gonna give you a spirit, you have eternal life. You were just slow to learn, my man, and uh, you had to go through some misery before you got to this.
2: You know, I've shared my story before about when I was in high school and I finally realized that being a follower of Jesus is not a private matter. It's you know, you pretty much need to go public with well, that. What
1: impressed me is he, that guy, he didn't forget, Al. He remembered. Well, the power's
2: in in the message That's because right. it's in the messenger. But when I shared Jesus with my friends, because they were basically giving me a hard time because they didn't believe. But through the years, they all came back because they had done the same thing. They go out there and do everything they can do, and it led to nowhere. And so then they were like, I remember that conversation with Jace. But one of them, the reason when you said that story, he called me, and it was his one one call in prison. And he's like, hey, remember me? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, will you come see me? <laughs> so I did. And he said the same thing. You know, boy, I, well, I wish I'd listened. Of course, he was fixed to be there, you know, pretty much for the rest of his life. So- but I was like, you know what? Let me share this with you again because it's not over, fortunately, for you. You can be, even though you're locked up, you can be free. Mm-hmm. And So he, he eventually came to Jesus, and he's like, well, what's my next move? And I said, well, I think we would call this a prison ministry. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Which, laughs> yep, you're here now. <laughs>
0: which Paul did most of it. Oh, yeah, his best it's work a, little a little different situation, you know, situation, but, a
2: little different, but, but he said the same thing. I wish I would have listened then. I'm like, well, you need to, That didn't happen moving forward.
1: That guy you're talking about and the one that waited the 28 years, you say, do you have other stories where they waited longer than that, like up to 40 years? And they've come to him and they said, I know you probably forgot me, Mr. Robinson, but I thought I gave my life to Jesus, you know, almost 40 years ago, but I never did. Uh And then, then they tell me with tears in their eyes, I'm back. Yeah, and I said, "Good to see you." That's why when people say, "Well, y'all, y'all," we're just taking it day at a time. Years will which sometimes go by before they finally say, "Man, life has not been kind to me." Well, so so,
0: so here's what I find interesting is that that's these are the kind of stories we talk about on our podcast <clears throat> because it's impacted lives for a very long time. So sure, we go to New York to promote the podcast and so these are the kind of stories we're telling but but we're doing it in a setting that's almost surreal because and we were on Varney's show with Jason's yeah. a big stock market guy so you he, love Varney.
2: Look and he never believed me that I watched the show. I was like look I watched this show because I got into the stock market. I've shared that it's it's like good, clean fun. It's awesome. And he's yeah. like, Yeah you're not getting any more airtime. I was like <laughs> you know before the show started I was like No, I, I really watched this show. Every He's morning, like, yeah. Took... He said, Okay, I think he just thinks we're like in the woods and the swamp, there's no TV. And if there I, is, I
1: learned, <laughs> I learned to never uh label Stuart Varney as a talk show host, he didn't <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, when you said <laughs> I that, did, I, yeah, I, I, said, thought, I thought,
2: I he, he talked, said, Oh,
0: I'm a talk oh. show host now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Phil, <laughs> talk show
2: host when you think talk show host, what are you thinking? Like, what's that guy, the crazy Springer, or another yeah, talk. Yeah. Uh, what's the Dr. guy's Phil. Name? No, you're talking about Country. old Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. You were putting him on that level. Phil, he's, <laughs> well, you know, well, he's in New York. <coughs> a. He was
1: sitting there. <coughs> he was talking, and we were sitting there talking with him. I thought, well, he's a talk show host. So, But here's yeah.
0: the deal. So the conversation, though, you would expect it to be Jace is in the green room talking stock market with all the guests that are on oh. all, these, all these brains. you <laughs> That's know. hilarious. And so, so – you would expect it to be about that, but here's here's the point. We get on Barney's show. It was a spiritual conversation. He asked us questions about God, about Trump, and our relationship with his family. And and we were you guys. He read, was
1: asking why he never heard anybody else talk about faith. Well, right.
0: And so right. so after the after that particular show, we were hanging out with one of the young producers. You know, because they were young right out of college kids. You know, because I don't have to pay them much money probably. And he told us that. He felt like that was the best segment that had been on Varney since he had been there. A year and a half yeah. is what he said. Now, that's just one person's opinion. But I just, I found that fascinating because I'm sure there's not a lot of spiritual discussions on Fox Business.
2: Well, they had had, had the National Day of Prayer yeah, that's like right. that's a week before, and nobody else covered it. And here's Fox Business Channel, which you wouldn't think they'd be really covering that but they did and then and you they, saw
0: it like an emotional oh episode. they were
2: all emotional about it it was very moving i mean it, you know it was kind of a bringing people of faith together and some of the speeches he said how
1: could you follow how could you uh, allow or, or uh, acquiesce to donald trump talking about spiritual matters and praying because he've been such a sinful man i said bernie we've all been sinful man even you you know, and he said, well, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like the Cavuto deal. But I that's said, wrong. we're all sinful men. <laughs> that's right. I said, at some time, you're like, so if we've been sinful enough, that means we can never offer prayers to God. I'm thinking, oh, there's a lot. Everybody I know that's offering prayers to God, they do so because they know they were sinful men. That's well, yeah. the point of it all. Right.
2: That was the whole issue with Hannity was yeah. about yeah. How, what is the difference And those who follow Jesus and those who do not, because we're both sinners. So what is the difference?
0: All right. So you brought up Hannity, uh, which is where I was headed. Uh, Hannity, we got more because we went to his radio uh, studio where he does his radio show every day. And so we basically recorded about 13, 14 minutes with him for our podcast. And so, of course, it was hard because he's so used to taking charge. He kept trying to interview us, and we're like, wait a minute, well, this is our show, Sean.
2: Yeah, that was a fail. So, I mean, he just took over. <laughs>
0: he did. So for for our our unashamed audience, uh, what you're about to listen to is, is a period with uh, Sean Hannity uh, on, in his studio, but about unashamed, And now it's it's a it's a ramble. It's all over the place. And then uh, once you hear this, then uh, we'll come back and and give you our take on it. Our brand new podcast is called Unashamed with Phil Robertson. It's Jace. It's me. It's Dad. It's uh. It's
3: where's Willie? How did
0: Willie get out of coming? (laughs) No. We don't. We don't let Willie get anywhere near serious discussion. You know, you've been around him before, right?
3: Oh yeah, no, I've been around him before. He thinks he's the boss, and yeah. you know, it's the great patriarch, Phil right. of the family, that did it all.
2: What yeah. Willie does is he waits and he sees if it's successful, and then yeah. if it is, he comes in and takes credit for it. Is that is that what happened <laughs> that, with the whole Duck dynasty? Well, yeah, yeah. Dad started
0: the business, and Willie took
2: over, and now it's such a big deal, right? Follow
1: the money, Sean. Oh, Follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. It's Uncle
2: Cy. Why isn't he up
1: in New York? You couldn't handle. Cy's so famous line is: "He said, boys, let me just explain this." He said, "I've acted like an idiot my entire life." He said. But I never thought I'd find a bunch of fools like A and E to pay me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: true. Uh, but he's got a great sense of humor. He does. he does. I had
1: the pleasure of interviewing you guys. So
3: I'm. Listen. I'm going. You guys control this interview because otherwise I'm going to just take well, over. Look,
0: I know that's what you do. So look. So the first thing I thought of is we call this unashamed because it's been obvious from the family's sake that we stand up for what we believe in no matter what. I mean, obviously we had a huge dust up with A and E over it and other things that have happened. And by the way. Sean, you were one of the first guys that called us to, to check on us and to help us. And we appreciate that because there were others. I mean, but but not many, but people that said, I know what you guys are about to go through. You know,
3: well, the, the one thing everybody selectively hears
0: what they want to hear. Um, and
3: I was raised a Catholic, but I did go to eight, 12 years of Catholic school in high school. It was a seminary. I had to study. We went to mass every day we studied Latin, you know, this was, ser- you had to say you would consider a, the calling in the church, except three weeks in, they said, everybody but Hannity, because we don't want you, <laughs> and, uh, and by the way, and that is a true story, <laughs> no, no lie behind that, I was pretty incorrigible, I was 17, 18 years old, 10 to bar till 4.30 in the morning, right. um, you know, when I was 17, and it was just a different life um, that I had, but... Uh, I do have a conscience. I believe that's a living God within all of us that right. uh, I know pretty darn well what I'm doing wrong and what I'm doing right. Right. And my conscience convicts me, tells me to knock it off. I mean...
1: Uh, By the way... Yeah, the, you're telling the, me to knock it off. Go ahead. No, the the, <laughs> the people you are sparring with... Yeah. Every day, you just said the magic word. Their conscience has been seared over as with a hot iron. You, you see what I'm saying? Because and the lies come out, and you say, wait a minute, how could you lie like the the conscience? It's just seared over. You see what I'm saying? Plenty of texts say that. Many, you know, there's a reason
3: why one of the big ten in the Bible, if we're going to go there, is thou shalt not bear
1: false witness because it's so damaging. Satan, Jesus said, is the father of lies and the father of murder. And I'm looking at both of them. The ones you're dealing with are champions of both. And it's a, it's a, it's a tough battle you're in. That's why we've talked to you about spiritual matters because we want to make sure that God has given you his spirit born of water. And you must be born again of water and the spirit. So when you look at that, you say, Hmm, we're trying to Make sure you've got the power to withstand the onslaught you are currently participating in. But you you, you see up what I'm an saying, Joe? Interesting
2: John? point about this line. Look, you can deal with anything, you can work out anything, but when you have lies, you can't work that out. That's the only thing I punish my kids for. I'm like, I don't care yeah. what you did. Let Let's hear. It. It. You if know, you I ha- it. I have my daughter's phone. I picked it up. I was like, Is there anything in this phone? Before I check, I check my kids' phones. And uh, I'm like, is there anything in here? She's like, nope. I got in there. She's thinking all this stuff has been deleted because it's, you know. Yeah, I found it. And I'm like, what what, what happened to this? I'm not going to find anything here. And that's what I was trying to explain to her. No matter what you do, we can work through it. When you lie, when we can't discover the truth, any progress ends right there.
1: That's where you are with what the current struggle you're in, spiritual warfare, the evil one works in those. He works in them. So we're warriors. Working. You say, well, how come they are in lockstep, and their mind is just straight, and nothing seems. How many of them have you seen that you change their mind? You're None. Like, that's Phil. That's what it's ninety-nine percent that went
3: down a two-plus year narrative full of lying full of abuse of power, corruption, and they did it willingly. And meanwhile, I, listen, I've always thought for myself, um, I tell a story that I was a local radio host in Atlanta when the Richard Jewell thing happened and the Olympic bombing, and I was on the air at the time when the Atlanta Journal-Constitution came out with the headline that he fits the profile of the lone bomber because he lives with his mother. And I I'm remember on the air. It, I remember it. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm on the I, dumbest thing I've ever heard. That, that doesn't mean he, it fits yeah. He lives with his mother probably because he didn't make enough money. That's right. So I didn't know it at the time. Richard Jewell was listening to my radio show and I was the only one in the media that said, I'm not, I'm not rushing to conclusion here. And it's not guilt by accusation in America. And it ended up, he gave me one of his first interviews when it was all said and done. He died 44. I, I'm sure the press killed him. Yeah. And he did not like it. But then, you know, the media has been wrong on George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. I was right. I actually took time to go down there and talk to the people. Yep. Uh, When the Duke lacrosse came, the case came up, I went out to Long Island and Garden City and I met with the parents and kids. I, I did my own research. Right. Uh, UVA or Baltimore, Maryland or Ferguson, Missouri or the Cambridge police or believing that Donald Trump, absolutely could win this election, or going back, I think I was the only voice vetting Obama and, you know, Frank Marshall Davis and Alinsky and Black Liberation Theology and ACORN and community organizing, and oh, and he sat in the pews of the Church of GD America for 20-plus years, and he started his political career in the home of two unrepentant domestic terrorists that bombed the Pentagon, the Capitol, and New York City Police Headquarters, and 9/11 2001 quoted in the New York Times as saying, "We wish we did more." That's where he started. his so, you know. The answer to your question is, I don't, th- Phil. I don't think about what I do. Yeah. I just do it. Yeah. You know. I, I have people said, Hannity, you're probably going to have a pre-dawn raid coming pretty soon. <laughs> you know, when I'm taking yeah. on, you know, pretty powerful people, um, and the intelligence community. Only, only a few. The 99% are good, honorable Americans right. that protect us. Same with the FBI, just a few. The 99% do their job and obey the laws and would never abuse power. But for me, um, it's not like I have a choice. It just is, you know, I'm, I, I, I I do what I do. You do what you do. And I know it's the right thing because I'm driven to do it. Whether I want to
1: or not, I'm, I'm stuck doing it. Listen how serious <laughs> this is. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit who does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. He's the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard is coming. Now watch this. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you, God's spirit, is greater than the one who is in the world. They're from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God, listen to this, does not listen to us. That explains why you say it's just like they're in lockstep, coordinated evil from the evil one himself and you say What we're telling you is you said we say, Sean, make sure you got the power within you to withstand it. We're just saying do this, it will help greatly. The one in you, you is stronger than the one in them. You all watch the passion of the Christ. Oh you know? yeah. Well, I cannot watch
3: that movie. It's tough. And it not. Take Me Down. Yeah, That's right. That movie touches yeah. me deeply. I believe all, Phil, I, be, I know you wanted to That's dunk right. me in the back of where the, in the <laughs> swamp with the alligators. <laughs> and I said, I'll do it, but I'm not doing it there.
1: Trust me when I tell you, <laughs> yeah. we want to dunk you anywhere. <laughs> okay,
3: get
0: a bucket. Now you can
1: dunk me right here. I don't
3: care. <laughs> ah. Here's <hearing> some water <laughs> flying <laughs> all over
0: my head. Well, Sean, you're a, you're a good American. You really uh, are. The reason we connected with you uh, okay, immediately. I want to tell you one thing. Sure.
3: You know how you know there's a God? okay, I argue with atheists on this radio program. And I say, so you don't believe in God, okay? You believe in the Big Bang Theory. I said, well, you, what you believe then is that all of this energy existed. You're not giving me a source of the energy, just existed. And then it collides together and creates perfection. Yeah. You know, Details. the moon, the sun, the stars, the
1: planet, gravity, all
3: we're humankind. We're traveling
1: at 66,700 miles an hour as I speak, the right. planet. Right. And, and and it's doing like this, tour, turning like this at 1,000 miles an hour.
3: Universes within universes
1: huh. within universes. That and just it, happened? And it's no, going, way. No, no way. No way. And it's going around, around, around. Right? You say, you talk about precise. We're just the right distance from the sun. Mercury's too close. Venus is too close. We're just right. Mars is too far. Perfect. Perfect. The only ones that's not perfect is us. That did. (laughs) (laughs) But by the way, you know. But you you can be considered viewed as 100% flawlessly perfect once you believe Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead. And look, already believe it. I know it. Now you've got to enact that. You've got to die to sin. You, the old you, very, well, you, it's kind of, it's kind you of talked victory. about your old life.
3: You are just as bad as me, just oh, to be uh, very worse. blunt. Maybe worse, maybe worse. I'm admitting my incorrigibility. Your woman was
1: right when she told you when, <laughs> when you said, Look, the old graybeard said, I need to be baptized. But, honey, what do you think? You're in divinity school. She said, Sean, because Al told me this <laughs> that you told, said, Sean. Technically, they're right. I said, well, <laughs> technically, if we're right, <laughs> his woman and all three of the people that love him, the Robinson clan, if we're all technically right, move.
0: <laughs>
1: all right. Well, look, we need to all go, guys. Sean. You're
3: a busy man. Thank, you, man. thank you so much for Good being a part of all, our podcast. Uh, don't get kicked out of hotels, Jace. Next yeah, time, I'll try. You know, <laughs> you're up in New York City. And we'll, facial profiling. We'll have, mo- facial we'll, have profiling. More.
0: we'll have more on this podcast about our friend Sean Hannity. Thanks, oh, boy, Sean. that's Appreciate dangerous. It. Thank Thanks you all for having me.
2: The biggest issue I've seen that people have is they're like, well, how can I follow God if I have all these sins? And how are you out there proclaiming Jesus if you're sinful? Because they don't feel worthy, which was his issue. It was a legitimate. I mean, he was literally I thought I was seeing Romans seven just lived out and he didn't know Romans seven. So what do you do when that occurs? What do you say, Phil?
0: And Romans 7, by the way, is that text, for those that are not familiar with it, where Paul is wrestling back and forth with the idea of, I'm a sinner.
2: We need to read it. You want to read it? Yeah, read it. Romans 7, really, it's, it's almost comical. You can pick it up in like uh sixteen it says, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good, as it is. it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me, which is kind of the question Hannity was asking, like well i mean how how do we how do we live a Christian life and
1: still sin? His idea was. <clears throat> <clears throat> if he removes all my past sins, is that what y'all are saying? We say, of course. He was saying, well, I would be fine if I never sinned again. Yeah. Right. But once I sin again, oh, I'm, I'm back where I was when I started. Right. I'm cut off forever, and that's he just didn't understand the and grace and of a lot God. Of, a lot of people don't. So Romans seven is the well, is the text,
2: and then it goes on. He says, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. This is 718. That's that's Sean Hannity right there. For what I do is not the good I want to do, no, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So then he says, so I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight with God, but I see another law at work in the members of my body waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of sin. That's that's at work within my members. Then he gets to the end and he says, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? That's a
1: bad place to be for (laughs) all
2: of us. It's like a boxing match every day. I'm trying to do good. But it sums up every person in their conscience what you don't see. That's That's what everybody's going through. Everybody. No matter what they say or how they come across, people, especially when they're young, they know when they do something wrong, they feel guilty, they feel shameful, which I think is evidence of God. And then all of a sudden this battle starts. What am I going to do? Well, I shouldn't do that. Well, you know, I need to do this good. So Paul says the same thing. It gives to them, well, who's going to rescue me? And then he focuses on Jesus, which is really what you do to get out of this.
0: Right. And so with, with Hannity, just to let the audience know, as you could tell from listening, I mean, we have a long relationship with, with Sean. I mean, Willie's close to him as well. But then through the years of doing his show, I mean, he, he really, like, he came to our defense, you know, like a lot of people did at Fox, which we appreciated when Dad got into the whole thing with the GQ and all that. And so so that relationship was sort of born out of respect. And, you know, he's got this platform because he's at Fox News. But spiritually, you know, we had these conversations and that's why you have the back and forth about every time we get together, there's a talk about you baptizing them in the alligator ponds, what he calls it, talking about the river, you know, and all the dangers of that. But it's really that the spiritual awareness. And so it's really what this our whole lives are about is trying to explain to people that have this broad view of the Bible, religion. Whatever their background is, you know, I mean, uh, Sean's background is Catholicism, but like a lot of Catholics, he really struggles with what has happened, you know, in the Catholic Church. I mean, and who wouldn't? I mean, yep. we look at with that the, the same priest
2: way. and the kids and the whole. And look, that I mean, you talking about the worst possible scenario to take place as a religion? Yeah. I mean, the That's only right. innocent things we have on earth you know, outside of the, you know, mentally challenged or, you know, our kids. I mean, that that you protect the innocent. You know, I've said that before. You have Jesus, those, you know, with, with special needs and, and kids. Well, you protect them at all costs. So most people, when they see that or see the headline of that, they're like, well, I'm just done with, you know, they throw out God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit and the Bible because of a religion. Right. So when you think about everything in the Bible is good, true, and holy because it's a love letter from God, men and women are the ones that screw the whole thing up. I mean, they take something that was
1: supposed to be good, and it scars people. We didn't have time while we were speaking with Hannity on his show because you're allotted about four or five minutes. Once this dichotomy of no matter what I try to do, I can't do it, I wish I could do it, but I don't do it, who will rescue me? When he gets to the the part that really Sean needs to read, which we didn't have time to cover, he says, Therefore, there is now, who's going to rescue me? Jesus. There's now, once you come to Jesus, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I looked up condemnation in the dictionary. It's being set free. You're exonerated. You're not guilty. You're, you're 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 free. You you've come out of it because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life that you receive when you're baptized set me free from the law of sin and death. Sean has a difficult time understanding that he's gone out from under a law of works when he comes to Jesus. He dies and is buried. The old Sean is gone. I told him that. And he said, what? I said, the old Sean is gone. He no longer exists. The new one, spirit-filled. There's provision, finally, for not only your past mistakes, that's all been wiped clean when you come to Jesus, Your future mistakes will not be counted against you. And here's the way the Apostle Paul put it. For what the law, he's talking about the law of works, was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. We just are too weak to keep it 100% flawlessly perfect, what is demanded. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man, he's going to go through all the temptations that we all, and we succumb to the temptations, Hannity, us, and every other human being on earth. Yeah, I think the key point is that we're all sinners. That's right. It's those that embrace Jesus
2: realize the fact that he – I like the courtroom setting, First John 2, 1. If anyone sins, we have one who speaks on the we needed, to the Father
1: in our defense. Yeah, we needed at least one. We had to have it in God's jurisprudence system. You have to have somebody that is 100% flawlessly perfect. So here comes Jesus in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so, and this is what Sean really needs to understand. He, Jesus, condemned sin and sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law, that's 100% flawless perfection. That's what the law demands, might be fully met in us because we don't live according to the sinful nature anymore, but according to the Spirit, he's saying your faith in Jesus keeps you cleansed from any sin you will ever commit while you're on the earth the rest of your life you're like that is a good deal offered by God to us Jesus is the provision before he showed up there was no provision all right. they all the animal sacrifices were showing them blood has to be shed these animal blood—that's not going to remove your sin. It's just going to remind you that you're guilty as charged. Jesus shows up in our likeness, lives a perfect life, never sins, and becomes sin for us, and we become righteous through our faith in Him. And no sin in the past nor the future be counted against us. Right. That's what I'm trying to get shown. If like, He understood that, He would. Well, all men ought to, ought to jump on it, isn't? But it is.
2: It's a difficult thing to understand. It I is. like John three. You know, everyone knows john 3 16 god so loved the world you know he gave his only son we all know that but he later on in that conversation said this and i think it's a good way to describe the difference in sinning after you've surrendered to jesus or taking him as your lord or or before because he said this is the verdict this is verse 19 of chapter 3 light has come into the world But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. And and he's speaking to all of us. All of of our deeds are evil at some point. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. And that's what they say even about any kind of sin. The cover-up is always worse than whatever happened. And that basically spiritually describes humanity. You have... People who are owning up to their sins, who put their faith and trust in Jesus, and they're doing it in the light. They're like, yeah, I'm a sinner. Because really the worst thing you can do is meet at a church building or in your home, try to act like you're perfect. And then you go out there. It's like your kids. They're looking at you thinking – well, you're, ain't you're, ain't perfect. You're, you're not. part. You were just singing the church songs right there. Now look at you, you know. I, yep. So that's why you have, you know, I think one of the best things I've done in my Christian life is realize that and tell my kids like, you know what, I screw up and whatever, you know, the mistakes I've made. Don't use that for an excuse, because I'm telling you, I messed up. But by the grace of God, he's forgiven me, so you're going to have to forgive me, too. Well, you know, it takes all that out of play as far as them using that as some kind of hypocritical excuse. You yeah. know? But he goes on, the last thing he says, I love this 21 of, of John 3, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly
1: that what he has done has been done through God. So now you get back to the Romans 8, no condemnation. Those, which is what Jesus said in John 3, who live according to the sinful nature. If there was no change of mind when you come to Jesus, you have to repent. They have their minds set on what that nature desires. They're in a trap, but... Here's the way you roll when you know all your sins have been forgiven and no future is to be counted against you. Those who live in accordance with the spirit, their lifestyle, have their minds set on what the spirit desired. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. That's where you are before you find Jesus. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature. Jesus cut it away when you were baptized. That's Colossians 2, about verse 12. Read that text. But by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you, and he goes on to say if he lives in you, You'll be raised from the dead, and the rest is history. I mean, so I think an interesting – It's a mindset that that's a difficult one to find without uh, some serious uh, reflection of where you've been, your sins. Brutal honesty is required, and a life of restraint is required. But,
2: so, but you're never – I mean, it's like you read 1 John. I mean, he says, this is how you know who the children of – of God are, anyone who doesn't do what's right, you know, and he goes through that. But in 1 John 1, he, he starts off saying that if you claim to be without sin, you make God to be a liar. Yep. So the point is, you're doing it in the light. That's why in 1 John 1, 6, he says, we walk in the light. We walk as Jesus did. So you're dealing with this as as you're going along, as you're representing Jesus. So when people say, well, what do you think, you're perfect? Well, Jesus has made me perfect despite my imperfections. That's, that, that, that's what people have a problem with right that's there. That's
1: justification. It's so, hard for them to grasp.
2: So it. in that thing, when they say, who do you think you are? You're like, well, I am who I am because Jesus made me this way. I'm a terrible person, but but I, I gave him up. I'm, I'm now putting my faith and trust in Jesus. I think people just have a hard time grasping that you can go out there and be unashamed for Jesus and yet still struggle and have have sins. I think this is an interesting passage. People wonder what this means. This is 1 Peter 4, 1. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. It's one of the few places in the Bible that says something about, if you do this, you're just done with sin. You, you want to get rid of it out of your life? And so people wonder what that means. And I know, you know, y'all know what that means because he, he then goes to the next verse and says, as a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. It's not that he won't sin, but if you're focused on Jesus and declaring that, and all of a sudden you start becoming Jesus on the
1: earth, it, it, the, way, the way fewer sins take place. If a man shows up and he runs with a godly man and he observes him, let's say he stays with him, he works with him, he's with him one month, two months, three months. Anybody who runs up on you and they stay about two or three months with you in a work type situation where they're watching you. And you're observing them, and they're observing you. Well, after about a three-month, it wouldn't even really take that long. But after two, three, four months, you say you're around somebody that long, you will come away with a conclusion. That is a good man, or that is a hypocritical, evil man. You can't hide it. So the bottom line is, you say when people, uh, you have an acquaintance, no matter whether it's an hour or whether it's a year, if they observe you after a year and they walk away, you say, what about that guy that you stayed a year with? What about him? You were around him. You heard what he had to say. You watched what he did. You observed what he watched, what he listened to. You watched the whole thing. What about him? If they say, he's a very good man, what they what they don't realize is you're, that's people who walk in the light. Right. It's not that they never make a mistake. It's just whether they're good or bad. Well, I after think you, James. You met him for a year,
2: but I think James two ten. I think you mentioned this before. You know, it, it says if you just stumble at one point when it comes to God's law, you're guilty of breaking all of it. That's right. I think that's where we mess up is we think well, you committed you know five sins, you know two majors, and this guy's committed thousands, so he's yeah. worse. Yep. No, you just got off the off the track. That's right. You, you, you either sinned or you didn't. Well, everybody sins. We're all off the track. That's why Jesus went around and ate with tax collectors and sinners. Which is really in the religious world. I, I don't. I they they don't know what to do with that because when you go to these church buildings, a lot of them have the appearance that we're perfect. We have everything. On yep. straight. We're doing wonderful. We've it's conquered. like a nineteen fifties movie, you know. It's just like everybody's happy. Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, this is great. And then their kids are sitting there looking saying, Boy, is this a joke? You ought you should have seen what happened thirty minutes ago That's, at the house. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I
0: can safely say that <clears throat> we've been blessed because um our church that we've all been a part of for a long time is is different in the sense we've been very open about who we are. Uh just to wrap this up. You know, this is why we had an opportunity. This is why Sean invited us to be on his show and to talk about these matters and for and, and him to be on our show, on our podcast, because he respects us. He, he sees it as authentic. And especially, I think all of us, but especially dad, um, he sees it as the real deal. And so that's why we got the opportunity. And uh, we want to thank Sean for, for being on our show and allowing us to be on his show uh, as well to talk about the podcast. Uh, don't forget com uh, slash Phil There's a uh, a $10 discount you can get now. Uh, Dad's show In the Woods with Phil uh, is on there Of course our podcast is there and some other places as well. Uh, but the, uh, Blaze TV has been great to us. so We we'll want to encourage you on that. Uh, and we just want to encourage you to tell folks about Unashamed uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are listening in. A lot of people are watching us uh, We thank you for that. We're going to continue to be who we are And to continue to talk about not only the word of God, but also what Christ has done for us. So we'll check you out next time. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.